Yes, sir. It's been a minute since you guys heard that music. Welcome mm. back to the show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals. What's good, Meals? Hey, how about this? Konnichiwa. Ah. <laughs> ah, you learned a new word. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you learned a bunch of new words. I would love to <laughs> reach into our Japanese demographic with this show. Um, I got to go so, <laughs> that's what they say in every store. <laughs> what is it? What does that mean? Uh, thank It's like a formal way of saying, um, thank you, or um, uh, yeah, thank you. I think it's like it's uh, not like hurry up and buy. No, 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 they don't do that out there. They don't, they don't do that out there. I will say that they don't do that out there, but um, we've had a we've had a long layoff, layover. I, t- I took a vacation. And, and I got to be clear, and I'm going to say this on every show, because the thing is, I would come back the week where I have every single show that I have to record to record this week. But um, I, I this is the first time in my life in the past half of a decade that I didn't record anything for two weeks or for I'm a week. Glad. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really, really it was weird. It was different. I did get antsy. I did feel like I wasn't doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was it was really wild for me to kind of detach for a week and some change like that. But I do feel like, to be honest with you, I feel like we should and not I don't want to scare any of the listeners. I do feel like we should do it more. Um, just basically like sometimes we need to plug out and plug back in, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi is a little bit too everything is throttling it. There's so much news. There's so much shit that we pretend to worry about. There's so much stuff we actually worry about. Like, I think of, like, if we did the show over the... I mean, if we did the show over the last three weeks, that shit would have been awesome. But because <laughs> everything that... The wrestling I, world is not the same when I, we left it. As, I, fucking, as we back. I fucking knew that some crazy shit was going to happen. And then all the crazy shit happened. Literally, the fucking... I'm at the airport. The Jade stuff is going. <laughs> I'm at the airport meals and I'm like, oh damn, I'm on the way out. It's, it's it was almost like fate was like, don't worry about it, pal. They're gonna take care of it for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I feel I'll say in these two weeks, I have been able to work on some other stuff and like build up some stuff or have our sixth anniversary soon, which I think is sometime next month, actually. Um we have just a bunch of things i've been working on stuff for the lookout i've been working on stuff in my own job i'm working on myself i've been doing a whole bunch of other things so i feel like listen two weeks it's really a th- i mean we were off for two weeks it, we've not spoken to each other long form in three weeks mm-hmm. um but i feel like you know what we got a refresh conversation i feel like we got perspective um again no idea if we had picked any other three weeks like what the fuck would have happened? But of course, he picked the three weeks where the company changes their name. They fire a bunch of people and they hire a bunch of people. <laughs> so um, it's been a fascinating thing. I do want to know, though, before we get into it, because I still want to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I feel like the people deserve to know. And I feel like you're going to tell a lot of people on Black Print, but I, I want to know first. <laughs> Japan. Well, you're going to need. <laughs> I need experiences. I need Tell me probably the best experience you had in your trip there. And how long were you there, by the way? Well, I was there extra day because my flight got delayed 
for like half of a day. So I was there like an extra day. So I that shit means nothing because it's like time traveling when you go yeah, to Japan. I did, <laughs> I did Thursday twice. So like I left at like 6 p.m. Thursday and I got back home at 4 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> It's insane. Like we, I literally passed out. Like me and my wife just passed the fuck out. But mm. um, my best experience was was really just seeing the culture, man. Like really just standing out there, um, soaking it all in. And I mean, with the first time you walk out there and you just see everything, it's like it's it's really just kind of unbelievable. I, I think Japan is like something where almost like it was when I moved to to California. It was like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's it's attainable, it's reachable, but a lot of people don't think that it is. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I took it in as a moment to say like, wow, Justin, like you you deserve this. And this is something you've always wanted to do. And, you know, just really just go have fun with it. You know, and all of my anxieties and stuff like that went away after that, you know? And um, yeah, man, it, it, it was... The shopping probably was my favorite part. I mean, you, you don't go to Japan without buying buying shit. I bought like two pairs of shoes. I bought hella clothes. The reason I had to buy hella clothes though was because it was so fucking hot out there. It mm. was hot. it was hot as hell out there. It was ninety degrees temperature, ninety degree percent humidity. So it was almost like walking into a, a microwave every time you went outside, and it did not let up. It was at like ninety degrees at eight a.m. out there. So like. The reason I actually had to buy more clothes is because every T-shirt that I was wearing that I brought out there would be fucking ruined by 7 p.m. And you have to walk yeah. everywhere in Japan. Like Japan is a walkable ass, train taken ass city. I, yo, I was on the train. You probably be mad as hell at the amount of times I was on the train going back and forth because I fucking hated doing the train in New York, but I loved it in Japan. <laughs> Listen, no one likes the train in New York. I live here, and we don't like to trade in New York. So I'd imagine any other transit system is m- better than New York's transit system. So that's what I imagine for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how was how was television? Hey man, listen, and and this is this is this is big anime talk, big lookout talk. Shout out to the lookout. Shout out to to everybody up there. I was I was in I was in the lookout Discord heavy. What's <laughs> out there? Like, what is this? <laughs> What's this show? <laughs> but no, they they still value um animated entertainment blocks out there. Saturday mm. morning, I was I was lucky to be there Saturday morning to see just how big of a deal that was. Right, so you know Saturday morning, I you know because my time was lopsided, me and my wife would wake up at like three a.m. every day and just be up. Like just because like we would fall asleep at like seven and be up by by three because that's just nice. it, it was awful. It was awful. I'm telling you, but um, they still had blocks of, of of animation. Like they would play um, what's that anime with the kid with the glasses? Like Top Secret or something like that. He's like a detective or something. I have no. Is it Case Closed? What the fuck? Case Closed. That's what it is. I think it's called Case. Closed. Let me let me let me Google that. Uh, I'm almost sure it's Case Closed because you said something with a detective. That's He's crazy. I know it now. Look at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Detective. Great Detective Conan. That's what it was called. They play that okay. over there. They still play that. So, like, that's like that starts the morning off. They play they play case closed throughout the fucking day. It has its own, like, Shonen Jump section in the Shonen Jump store. I was like, bro, what? Like, it, it is. It's it's a big deal out there. But um, 
they the I think it was like the second episode or the 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 episode after I think Luffy went Gear Five or something like that on on yeah, one. it's I, a big deal. I'm telling you, Mills, I've never seen anything like it. There was no commercial for anything else that had to do <laughs> that did not have to do with One Piece. You saw the the commercial for the DLC for the fucking card game or or the the mobile game the ps5 game the card game proper the mcdonald's meal had a commercial the motherfucking netflix thing had a commercial they didn't they played those commercials every time the show went to a commercial and i'm gonna tell you right now did nothing happen in that fucking episode i'm just gonna be clear he fucking the the big punch came down and he was just in the air that's literally the only thing i, I have no clue <laughs> had no clue what was going on in the show because obviously like you know there there there's no english subtitle at least on the hotel uh tv there was no english subtitle option so i'm just like looking at it like we just literally wa- my, my wife was even watching we were just literally looking at it like yeah this is what they do out here but no it was it was it was one piece that came on it was like uh pokemon mm. come on um all of that came on from 8 a.m to like one and then they they started playing regularly scheduled programming. There was a there was a uh, TV network that played American movies with uh, sometimes had Japanese voiceovers, but sometimes had a American dubbing or, or American uh, American voices with Japanese subs. So they played Mission Impossible Two out there with American uh, American voice acting with Japanese subs. It was it was fucking crazy. I like that. That's cool. That's a that's a that's an interesting you know. I don't but know. Even, I feel no, like this country is so that. even <laughs> country trash, bro. We're we are definitely not clean over there. But like, but more, but more so than anything, like Japan is a lot more American than you think. Like the way that the cashiers at the stores are able to flip from American to 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 Japanese and vice versa is so crazy. I was in the Pokemon store, which insane. Uh, it was it's in the Parko in Shibuya. I don't think it's the biggest one though. I think I think there was another one um elsewhere that's bigger than that. I think it's Osaka, I think is the biggest one. Um mm. so like the first time I went, I had no clue what where we were at. And I had always wanted to go to the parko, but I didn't realize like me and my wife were just walking that first day. We were just walking around. <laughs> Probably the worst way to experience a fucking new a new place. We were just walking around. Went to this mall. We keep going up the stairs, up, 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 up. In the seventh floor, I realized where we were, but that shit looked like Macy's Black Friday in that bitch from the 1994s, like from from the 90s. Like it was insane. The Nintendo store meals is right next to the Pokemon store. So it's it's literally a log jam of people just trying to get in and out of that bitch. So we ended up having to because we had to get gifts for people. And then I wanted to get gifts. I got you a gift and I got a couple of my other boys some some Pokemon related items. We got Pat some Pokemon related items. Um we woke up really early on Wednesday, got on the train, 9 a.m., waited for the parko to open. The thing about Japan is that they love lines and they're so respectful about lines. So there were people in a queue waiting. The for opposite the of me. I despise <laughs> lines and I will find any way possible to get in front of a line if I don't need to or not be in a line. Bro, all they do in Japan is is be in lines. They love lines. Like, but even even respectfully going up the escalators, not running up the bitches and shit like that. Like they was respectfully going up the escalators to go up to where they needed to be at. So we we hit the Pokemon store. Crazy store meals. You create a t-shirt in there, right? And on the little t-shirt creator, they have every single Pokemon ever made 
that you can put on the shirt. Every single one. <sighs> uh, I can only dream. It's really dope. It's really dope. It's dope. I, but but again, like I, I could go. The closest have, thing we have here in New York City is the Nintendo store, and the Nintendo store is incredibly disappointing. Yes, it's probably. Yeah, I'm not even gonna even mention what's 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 in the uh, the one in Japan. That that one is. If I cared about Nintendo merch that much, I would pro- I would have probably been in heaven. But the Pokemon store was was enough for me. Like I I got a, a Riolu uh, plush. That's my favorite. There you go. Get me a little Riolu joint. I'm looking at them right now. Um, yeah, I, I, again, the food is great. I know you're not really big on like seafood and sushi and stuff like that, but even the stuff that wasn't related to that, just like the the ramen, the you know, it's it's just clean. Everything out there is just really, really clean. And I think that they value the experience out there. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned from from Japan is just to to appreciate the experience. Like they do, they do not want you in the in the restaurant or the place for more than an hour and a half and i was like you know what we do spend too much time in restaurants just doing nothing in there you know what i mean like they're like some of the places i went to was like 45 minutes and you got to be out Mm. (laughs) i was like where that's how it should be but also i'm a i don't know if you are a good like are you a, a eater and talker like are you a you could be there having good time for like they don't eat and talk out there at all. They, like they eat and talk, but within that that window, because it's like you still walking, you still got to, you know what I'm saying? I, w- I got to see the real hustle and bustle out there in Japan. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, like I was there during the weekday when the kids had to go to school. These little little people out there going to school on the train, and you know, people in the suits and all that stuff. Like I got to see all of that, and and I and I really appreciate it. Just even just the the way that they maneuver just in public, like on the train. You you, you don't talk on the train. Uh, uh-uh. you don't talk on the train. Nobody talks on the train. No one. Everyone's on their phone. <laughs> Everyone's. On I don't phone want to explain New York City trains. New York City train. New York City train. Someone might spit on you. <laughs> yeah, ain't, ain't nobody getting light on the <laughs> Japanese train. Showtime. Showtime yeah, on nah. the Japanese train would be nuts. <laughs> but what's crazy was like the the way that I knew it was okay for me to touch things out there. We was going up the um the escalator. We're not like okay to touch things, but I I was safer. Like I felt okay to touch the rails at times. You know what I'm saying? Like there was uh we were going up the escalator. And there was a, a subway worker up there who had like a, mm-hmm. a rag drenched in bleach that was just holding the holding the rag on the rail as it went up. <laughs> Come on, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> they That's tell you. you on the train, they ha- they say we clean these trains with antiviral gel. We put antiviral gel on all the rails every hour, and I'd be damned if I didn't see them doing that. Like literally, saw them doing it. New York City, different type of gel that be on your handrails over there, man. <laughs> but no, man, I, I I'm I'm gonna have Japan, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have Japan stories for a while. Okay, then I'm gonna have okay. it for a while. I I caught some, I caught some uh, sumo wrestling out there. That's their WWE. Let me tell you right now, Raw comes on on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. <laughs> out there, 
Well, not even comes on because I didn't find it. I had to actually when I had to, the only way I knew it was coming on was when I went to Discord and y'all was talking about it. So so Raw Tuesday nine a.m. NXT Wednesday nine a.m. <laughs> AEW Thursday nine a.m. That's when y'all was talking about it <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was man, at, at that point of the day. And um, so I had to catch up on the shows through you guys, obviously, and through the clips. I, I had to, I, I watched it and caught up with everything through YouTube while I was there for that week. But again, another instance, Mills, where I actually did not watch the weekly shows. None of them. Uh, wow! Like, didn't watch. Didn't watch. Uh, your your friend Dwayne. You know, got the strike oh, up. Nah, didn't watch <laughs> it. Didn't watch it, bro. Like I, I couldn't. Because the thing is, the rock shit happens. I'm already. Well, I'm already there at that point. So I had the I didn't see the rock stuff until like Saturday. Wow. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, because I didn't even I, the t- my times was all fucked up, so I didn't see it till till Saturday. Okay, I mean, listen, you didn't miss much. Apparently, <laughs> you haven't missed much. We haven't missed much. We know that the people missed us. Shout out to that. Shout out to everyone who's been listening to us and supports us on the A Show over here. Also, want to give a shout out to the war report for 200 episodes yeah Um, yeah it ain't just us so for those of you who talk in a bunch of there are people before like oh one reports your b show blah 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 blah. listen 200 episodes ain't nothing to 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 just throw aside that's 200 episodes that's 200 weeks that's 200 invested hours at least it actually in war reports case probably 400 invested hours but um still very very awesome mm-hmm. um so shout out to those guys we're also going to have a new episode of rewriters room coming up this week they are rewriting get this do you want to know what it is what is it they're rewriting if sasha banks and naomi stayed in <laughs> wwe where would we have gone how would we have gone? <laughs> Oh, a fantasy, a fairy tale, even. Um, and then, of course, you can also listen to currently on our feed. Cyrus and I teamed up. Had an interview with Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, NXT. He's got. He's coming up. NXT No Mercy. He's facing for the NXT Championship this weekend, eight PM. Peacock. Um, and we talked to him, and he's an. He's a very. He's he's like very calm and like. He seems to be very intentional with his words, and he. I feel like I'm real. I relate to him because he says he does a lot of things um, for the feeling of it, um, and to evoke a certain feeling from it. And I respect that 100. And you can clearly see it in his work. So, um, shout to Ilya Dragunov for being on the A Show. Only only real ones have been on the A Show thus far. So you haven't. He's part of illustrious company. And uh, maybe there'll be someone else who we get on the A show pretty soon. I don't know. I hope. I, I hope. I mean, we we told this story, and hopefully, it can it can fucking happen. But uh, where do we start? Oh, I want I want to say um, I want I want to send out my my uh, my love and support. I mean, he always he obviously knows that he doesn't listen to the show. I don't think. But um, shout out to to Pat Pafifi. <clears throat> he was one of the staff writers on Heels, which uh, just recently um got canceled by stars over the past uh, couple of hours um not much to say about Stephen Amell <clears throat> uh big doofus big doofus hours um and i hope that the things that he did didn't you know come down on that show too heavily but i'm pretty sure that it had to do 
with uh you know with the the strike and you know the streaming is just a crazy world out here you know what i'm saying and shout out to everyone in the wga they they just got that one cleared um and and they got to they got to ratify that oh and it, apparently Milos, they they won bigger than they've ever won before I, I i think that the deal that they got is pretty favorable according to people that's awesome so um yeah shout out to them for that but i wanted to shout out him for all the work he did on heel season 1 and season 2 um that was his first uh staff writer job and he is someone who, when he got that job, he said, Justin, we got to watch loads of wrestling. So, like, earlier this year, we were watching Elimination Chamber together. Obviously, we went to Mania together last year and this year. Um, mm-hmm. To someone who who got back into the business through doing this show. <clears throat> and he'll text me, like, what's CM Punk? What's up with this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because obviously, he had to write. I love those texts. <laughs> yeah, he had, but but it, even crazier is that he had to help write some of that stuff that Punk was doing on the show. And um, you know, he always said that you know when Punk was on the show, he was just a consummate professional, and everybody on the set loved him. So um, he was giving me some of the the heel scoops when the show was filming. Damn, don't tell Meltzer that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I I, I want to say like I keep I, I I I it really bothers me when like certain things when certain things happen or, or when things get canceled and shit like that. And, and I feel like it's just, it's just whack to, to like, especially in the situation that writers are in right now and, and actors are in right now to be like taking victory laps on shit like this happening. Like I, I think that every one of those shows um, that, that got canceled were staffed and were created and were directed by some really awesome people um who deserve their just dues and who are who are out of work um coming off of a strike you know what i mean so like i i think that any any type of victory laps or or like you know celebrations for this type of shit is just really corny you know what i mean and i'm not just saying this because you know my best friend works on one of these shows but just i mean i mean shit i am saying it because one of my best friend works on the show but also because not only that i saw how much work he had to put in in the writer's room you know what I mean to to do these types of shows, and I and I and also another pal of mine, Justin Hillian, who's who's been on the Black Print a lot. He listens to all of our shows. He's a big fan of us, um, and, and everything that we do. The stuff that he does, writing, you know, the shy and, and helping write Snowfall and stuff like that. Like these are these are like massive productions, and when you lose a job like this, that in some ways is your dream job. That's really hurtful and harmful. So like that, I, I think that it's, it's it's just super super whack to have seen people like trying to uh undercut uh heels for for that and which i heard season two was pretty good i didn't watch it out of out of solidarity with with pat but um i just thought it was whack so i just wanted to i I wanted to send my love to all the writers and 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 the people that i knew from the from the heels cast and uh from the writers and all that stuff so yeah shout out to the writers for getting it where you got to get it and getting it how you live and keep getting it that's what i'm saying you got to keep and now hopefully the actors will follow suit. And then I also heard it was a video game industry one. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they, what happened was is that they, they ratified to start a strike. They're still negotiating. So this, they're in the first negotiation. Um, if negotiations break down here. It will go to the last one. Right. Yeah. Right. Of course. The negotiations break down. It would behoove the video game industry to not fuck around, especially with the holidays coming up and, with several video games coming down the line in 2024, 
um, that still use motion motion capture actors, voice actors, writers, all of that stuff. Like it would behoove them to fix this as soon as possible because this is an industry that, much like movies, is ongoing. And it's always moving, and things are always being worked on. They 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 shouldn't fuck around, especially the companies that I, I saw were involved in it. They they shouldn't fuck around with this. I agree. So, uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, what what is there to talk about? Uh, there's WWE or TKO, there's SmackDown's new deal. There's a I guess big because, signing that drops. Oh my god. Well, we can lump all of that in with with the the merger and the, and the TV deal. Um, they closed. We well, I mean, it closed like before. Like we were on break already. It closed like Monday, September or like twelve. Yes, yeah, so it was like yeah. September twelfth or September thirteenth or something. We could have covered it. I I almost said like emergency pod, but I was like, never was going to kill me. <laughs> I don't work for them. <laughs> leave that to the leave that to the ringer guys. Um, <laughs> Earth are closed for WWE and UFC uh, and Endeavor, uh, and, they, and they have become TKO Holdings. Uh, really, really big deal. Um, I never thought in my day that I would see WWE or F or whatever you know reach the heights that it has in the last decade. But we have essentially predicted that the big payback was coming, right? And mm-hmm. We said all of these moves that they're doing, all of these things that they're doing is to put the company in. And in, in, in longtime listeners, they know that I've been talking about this for years. You know what I'm saying? Of, of They're not making these moves for no reason. They're right. not doing these things for no reason. And we see the reason now. And the I, I think to me with this merger, the potential, if they don't realize this potential, then it's a failure. To me, I, I think that there's so much potential with if they can get Dana White in line and stop having him say stupid shit about WWE in public and and, and have him like, I, I know it's going to be hard. It's easier said than done with Dana White. But, you know, if they could really have some really cool shit go down, it seems like the, the fighters and the wrestlers are excited about it at, at the very least. But um, I mean, Mills, you're looking at like WWE UFC weekends where they just take over a whole fucking city. You feel me? It's like, weird because I don't really watch UFC. Um, and I feel like people who watch UFC don't really watch WWE. I feel like there maybe is some overlap, but I don't think there is enough overlap because of how essentially UFC has always been created as like, we're the real stuff. Like what you watch over there is a the fake stuff. And that's usually what Dana White is kind of like yammering on about. Like we're the real stuff. What you see over there is a the fake stuff. And then WWE is like, we're not even listen this is as real as it gets the money prints the same exact way um so yeah, it's but always has fashioned themselves on um entertainment and i yeah. think that's why it kind of it, it kind of rubs the ufc folks the wrong ways because like they're they're sports entertainment but now they're crossing over into the realm of combat sports so it's combat sports entertainment <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm it's it's interesting to see how this will kind of like all come together and kind of like what will come from this this new like merger it's the first time wwe is not owned by vince mcmahon ever um or any mcmahon to be honest with you so it's definitely like this is clearly kind of like where the industry is going um but i don't know i'm not i'm not really affected by it i don't really feel affected by it um 
I don't really we're think TKO gonna, does anything for me. We're not going to see the effects of it until like mania season. I think mm-hmm. like deep mania season. When you start seeing a, a couple of those like um, partnerships and advertisements and stuff like that, like you'll probably start seeing ads on the ring, the ring, uh, the ring mat. Probably see a Modelo but on the turnbuckle. Hey, I mean, just being honest, like it, you'll you'll start seeing it, you'll start seeing it everywhere pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be subtle, I think, and I think people are gonna obviously reject it because it's different and they're not used to seeing things like this. But it, it's it's going to be WWE positioning itself as, you know, a, a different entity now. I, I think that it's 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 a, it's in a different stratosphere. And I and I think that when you when you think about competition, I think that you look at now other wrestling companies being in competitions with each other because I just don't think that there's competition here with with what WWE is doing. I, I I think that I think that's over with. We could just stop having that conversation at this point. I mean, you think so, but I'm pretty sure someone will try to bring it up. But yeah, there is no competition. We're at the fab. Like it is kind of in the league of its own. We're operating on its own and it's kind of in a different stratosphere just in general. So that's been the merger. And since the merger, to be honest with you, we've had a bunch of news that have felt like been results, but probably have been in the work since before that actual merger take place. But we got the new SmackDown TV deal. Um, I forgot. It's Was it $2.4 billion? Yeah. Over five years, two point four billion over five years, um, to return to the USA Network. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> SmackDown on USA never felt like where SmackDown should be. SmackDown has always felt like a broadcast television show, and maybe that's because we grew up on SmackDown and UPN. Maybe that's because we grew up on SmackDown on CW. Maybe that's. Because the last number of years, probably the last year or two on SmackDown on Fox has been probably monumental for the company. This has really been the first time in a long time that SmackDown has definitively been the A show. Higher ratings, bigger stars, better stories, kind of like everything working for them. So to see them go to USA, um, I'm not really a fan of it. I don't, but I feel like USA is like USA is a Denzel me, and it's like we walking away with something. <laughs> it's, it's, I I get the strategy here. I I think as they wait for because here's the thing about SmackDown meals is like as much as we want to say that it is the A show, I think just internally it just it, it it is still raw. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still raw. It's got the most. It's got the most episodes. It's got the most cachet. It's had the most moments. I think these last two years for SmackDown have been fantastic, okay? No doubt about it. But it's still always going to be raw. You know what I mean? And, and and I think that SmackDown is the more malleable of the two shows in that SmackDown could be... It's been on Tuesday. <laughs> it's been on Friday. It's been on Thursday, right? Like, Raw has always been on Monday. It's never moved. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it can move around realistically because it is a, it's a more flexible show. In, in that way i think with with usa it's like we can't not have something on on this network because if we don't have wrestling we will die <laughs> like yeah literally, essentially literally if we do not have wwe on our network we will die 
And there I are think no that, live sports on USA. This is the closest thing to live sports that USA Network has. Like, yeah. It is the only thing that's having them even contend in a space where just on the channel before it and the channel after it is NBA or NHL or MLB or really any other sport, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but USA, this is the only thing even close to a sport that it has. But it, it, Raw is probably keeping the lights on at USA Network. And maybe like NXT is like keeping the bathroom light on or something, but NXT ain't dry, ain't <laughs> keeping shit on. But I I get it, and I think that it creates more conversation and question as to where NXT and Raw go because NXT was not part of that deal. They're paying a lot for SmackDown, and I think essentially you're paying a lot for Roman Reigns and. In the event that this happens in the next couple of months, Cody Rhodes as well, because that will be his show. I feel like the stock stock people felt like it wasn't enough. That's what I heard in terms of the conversation. I think that's why the stock initially plummeted for TKO. It's always going to do that because, like, here's my thing: it's always going to do that because unless unless they're going to be on fucking uh, Fox and USA simulcast, it's never going to be good enough for for it's always going it, the stock was always going to drop. And I think that right. people who were reacting to that was just like, yeah, of course that's going to be it, but it's still $2.4 billion and it's going to bear fruit regardless whatever they do. It's not going to be making, it's not going to be doing like $2.5 million every week. You know, like no, it was. it's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely but fucking not. The money, the money makes up for that. The ad revenue will probably make up for that. You know what I'm saying? And you'll probably be able, you'll, you'll be seeing less MAGA commercials. <laughs> well that, that's, that's the real thing that's that happened that literally happened on smackdown this week <laughs> like the fox news the maga i was like oh no nah, we got to get off this network <laughs> yeah <laughs> like soon yeah it, it's um, tight uh tyrus on there like they 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 had to stop doing that shit but i i, I think that the, the real question comes from if SmackDown got that deal, what's Raw going to get? And I think that's what's what investors would really be looking forward to or and, and really looking forward to seeing how that shakes out because, um, I mean, essentially, it's looking like Raw might end up on a streamer. It's not going to end up on TV at all. Do you feel like that would be beneficial for Raw? Because I always feel like, I mean, currently how things are going, I mean, we currently have you know NFL on Amazon Prime Video and NFL on Peacock as well. I mean, I've been trying to, I don't watch football crazy, crazy, but I do tune in. And it, honestly, it looks good. And there are a number of people who tune in. But is it as fruitful as television? Like, it, how is television? Um, is it the like in the 2000s and 90s, like you had to be on television? Like, there is no there's no if, ands, or buts about it. You weren't getting advertisers. You weren't getting broadcast to millions of people if you weren't on television now. Um, it may not be the case, but also it's like, does that work for WWE's model? I feel like WWE is such a television show for it to move to a streaming platform. Would first of all mean like, would it mean uninterrupted three hours of raw? I, well, here's the thing. I don't think it'll leave Mondays. And I think the biggest advantage that raw has is that it's, of course it's live every week. And if it goes to a streamer, it will be an unfettered, uninterrupted 200 minutes every single week that they will have a guaranteed 1 million people at least tuning into. And if they're on the ad tier, they'll be even more watching. And no other no other streamer has that other than like Amazon Prime 
with the NFL stuff on Thursdays, which I've heard has done very well for them. So say it goes to Amazon Prime. They already air NFL on Thursdays. That's an easy layup to put WWE promo on there and vice versa if you're on the ad tier. Because they'll still have ad com- they'll still have commercials. It'll just be us seeing what we would usually see in picture in picture. But we'll just be seeing it live. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the wrestlers will just be doing their regular match. And the thing is, is with WWE is that like whether people want to admit it or not, like they're largely ahead of the curve when it comes to kind of emergent trends. They're kind of seeing it before it happens. And we joked about tout back in the day. And it led the way for TikTok. And you see the numbers that WWE pulls on TikTok. And I, and I think that putting the flag down for combat sports to air weekly on streaming with VODs available ASAP is a big W. Like, my only worry t- for, for streaming is that you're pulling customers in so many directions with how to actually access WWE content and keep up with it. Like, let's say Hulu loses a VOD for Raw and SmackDown. I think they, they already said that they're going to lose that. And it goes to Peacock. But, Amazon, but, but Raw airs on Amazon. If I'm WWE, I'm eventually going to want to get out of that Peacock deal and move the library to a place where everything fits, like a prime where everyone can catch up to everything quickly. Like people want less services and not more. So I think in the short term, it is going to be some growing pains with Raw if they go to a streamer. But in the long term, if they can get these deals correct and they get them right, I think it'll be really fruitful for them. You know what? Now that you say it like that, I can understand that completely. Um but, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of where it lands. It'll be. Is, they go to Netflix. They go to Prime. They go to Max. Anything. You feel like it's definitely not going to be on USA. Oh, it's not going to be on USA. Absolutely not. I think this is this is the, the mea culpa. It's the it's, this is the end of the road for for TV for them. Is this, this will probably be the last TV deal SmackDown takes. And, and, you know, like I was just saying, like. No other streamer can boast that they had because you see you've seen Netflix testing live shows. They did the Chris Rock thing. I think they did the uh, Love is Blind reunion or Ultimatum reunion or some shit like that. Remember that whole kerfuffle where the where the uh, the the, sh- the stream didn't work last year and Nick because was mad about it. Like right. a lot of streamers are testing live, you know, live to tape live TV. I think that. If they can put their flag down and they say, we've got the biggest show that's never going to stop moving, even if there's a fucking pandemic, they didn't stop. Every single week, you're going to tune into it. We got 20 million subscribers already. Let's say 5 million of them are wrestling fans or 2 million of them are wrestling fans. That's already a W because they're going to see their numbers spike every single Monday, every single Monday. And that's going to be their that's going to be their test case. And I think that Amazon or any of these streamers could easily give them any amount of money that they wanted to because they don't have to pay their writers <laughs> because their writers WWE are not union. They're going to get paid already. Their, their producers are going to get paid. The camera people that is something that they pay as well. This is a this is a full fully um, operational company without their money. You know what I'm saying? So like I think that's what they're gonna they're gonna go for. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out with this TKO deal. I'd be interested to see if SmackDown goes to three hours because I can definitely see that. That's like the first thing that came to my mind when I was like, okay, it's back on USA. Opportunity for three hours. Yeah, I could see SmackDown towing. Well, well, here's the thing about that. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention, they're going to have specials on um, is it on NBC, I think. Or is it on I don't NBC? Fuck about those specials. <laughs> like, that's the that's the that's the I, I think they'll make you give a fuck about the specials. I think there's gonna I be mean, something happening there. I feel like definitely from the Saturday night 
main events that they had in the 2000s and stuff like that. Like, I definitely used to tune in. I remember seeing a boxing match between Evander Holyfield and Matt Hardy. I remember that. Um, so I, I have no doubt they'll make us tune in with various different things. But, like, I don't know. It's something about NBC, USA. It's like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I love NXT on USA. I love NXT just in general. Um there's something about SmackDown that don't vibe with me on USA. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It just don't vibe with me on the blue on USA. It's not. It's not working for me. But we'll see what happens from there. I, um, I think we'll learn to adapt as we have for Tuesday. Of, of night. course, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, but with that, and remember, we had to figure out how to do our show with Tuesday night SmackDowns. That was just a terrible. First of all, no, that was fucking awesome. Because Raw would air on Monday, SmackDown would air on Tuesday, we would record on Wednesday, and then we'd be done for the week. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 changed it. We did change our our um our release date. You're right. We but, would um, not even. We wouldn't have to. I mean, now because it's the malaise of Monday and Friday. Sometimes we'll tune into NXT. Sometimes we'll tune into AEW. Sometimes we'll do. do, do the malaise of that is over. I kind of wish it goes back on Tuesdays. To be real with you, yeah. um, I feel like the the I feel like the the wrestlers themselves also would approve if it went back to Tuesdays. Well, I don't think it matters. They got them working it regardless. <laughs> they I got mean, them. yes, they're working. They're working insane hours regardless. They were they back working for real for real now. Like that, them last two years was a was a skid bid. They're working. Uh, do you want to, you know, and with, with, um, with releases comes, uh, unfortunate or not release shit with, with mergers comes unfortunate releases. I mean, there you go. And there were releases last week. Uh, there were what, beyond, 20? beyond 20? yeah. Beyond the corporate side, which also experienced a number of yeah. releases. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go down this. This li- I mean, some of them notable, some of them not so. I got I got the list in front of me. I, I'm I'm a I'm a call them out. We get some yeah. quick thoughts on them, okay? Quick okay. thoughts on them. Quick thoughts on the situation. Do you do we want to go? I can we can I'll I'll start with the nobodies on it. I don't want to say nobodies on NXT. Right. We don't we don't know them. Um, <laughs> we're to Mariah Carey. We don't know them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Um, Abul uh, Abdai Fitzgerald, Brooklyn Barlow, Alexis Gray, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, and Bryson Montana have been released from the PC. Essentially, I can't even say yeah. NXT. Yeah, I think that uh, we we knew the edict. We we've talked about it on the show. We've had Cornell talking about it on the show as well. If we, if they don't see anything in two years, if they don't see anything in you know particularly one year in certain cases, then then you got to go. And I think that I, I'm shocked that they have so many people still down there. But I'm guessing that the the growth of a lot of the people there is probably promising that they didn't feel as though they needed to cut a lot of them. But yeah, I mean they they got a new tryout this week, so it's a or last week or something along those lines. So they're still finding people in every big weekend where they're in a major city. They do tryouts there, so there's no shortage of people that they're hiring and, and, and sending to the PC to begin working. Mm-hmm. Um, as we will as we will talk about later in the show, <laughs> to be real, to be real with you, 
Um, let's start about the people that we do know. Start off with Quincy Elliott. I never played saw himself. Him. Never saw it for him. I he mean, even before, himself. even before the Twitter stuff and being in, in all of that mess that he was in, I never saw it for him. He he just he just wasn't good in ring. <laughs> I I agree. I also think um I don't know. It's just we. It's I cool. They like, gave, it's cool. They gave him a shot. It's cool that he yeah. got you know TV and they got to try that out. But I anytime I saw him, I was like, I, I felt like Booker T when he saw him, he was like, "Y'all feeling this?" <laughs> like Booker T was not feeling that. Shit. I think he called him a that once, and I was like, "Booker, come on, <laughs> stop, come on." Well, that is you was like, um. Next one is Ulisa Leon. Well, she said that she actually requested her release. So um, I don't know why. What's, what's up with her? She was part of the. I mean, we call them the Latinas. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that was. Um, was Ulisa say... Leon and Ferrer's Valentine? Valentino? Yeah, Valentino Ferrer's. Um, I, I, I will say that, like, I, I felt as though, like, they were both really catching on I, I don't feel like they ever got a real chance to um they never got a chance to really show off what they could do and like win some matches you know what i mean i, I felt like they've always been enhancement talent i think Feroz to me had the most upside of the two i thought she felt a little less awkward in the ring when, when i would watch her um but i i hope they find something for you Lisa, for 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 um valentina but you know, Elisa. She actually, her father, I think, was a was a famous luchador. So, um, I think she'll she'll get back on her feet and be where she needs to be. Ikamenjiro, Jack and Man. Hey man, hey Drewski, hand. <laughs> it is what it is. They already got Akira Tozawa doing that same silly shit. So, all right, mean. all right. <laughs> we gotta equate them. You know what I'm saying? I, they, I, I better. <laughs> nah, Akira Tozawa is amazing. Like Igamenjiro, they never. It seems like they tried with him during like the 2020 NXT days. Like they tried, he would have like tag team with Kushida. I think he got an NXT um, cruiserweight shot, and I think he got maybe even a North American title shot at some time. But it never felt like they had any long term plans for him because his gimmick was a fucking jacket. So, <laughs> um, and I don't think, I think with. The Vince McMahon's of the stuff, maybe he finds something for him, but I don't know about Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And we're gonna learn about who who H and who not H pretty soon. Um, <laughs> no, we we gonna learn in this list who H and who not H. <laughs> Next one is Shanky. Poor Shanky. Never saw it, but Shanky. Never saw it, man. You probably getting mad money too, bro. Hey, hey, man. Dabakato. <laughs> yes sir come on Dabakato man come on from, from classic moments such as fuck, fuck all that go go to the go to the strip go to strip club in Orlando stand in front of the door nigga get out of here he could be a good, a good Netflix heavy you know what I'm saying get his ass kicked by Luke Cage or some shit like that I don't know um if, if Luke Cage was still on Netflix. Um, next one, surprising, because she's been tenured herself, Dana Brooke. And this is proving 
I just yawned when you said Dana Brooke. <laughs> Listen, this is proven. If you ain't got no real plans, stay your ass away from NXT. <laughs> if you ain't got nothing cooking in the oven, don't say, I want to go back down to NXT and figure this out. Or if they send you back down to NXT to try to figure this out. Don't do that. It seemed like sending her back down was more like a like sinister than <laughs> sending anybody else down. It was more like H was just like, I tried. I really tried. When, listen, when the crowd at NXT is booing, they'll, they'll cheer anything. NXT crowd and the PC will cheer anything, Meals. They booed her doing an injury angle. And I said, she's got to go. There, there, There's just nothing being earned here for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. Um, Dana Brooke, I don't know what to say other than you've been hired for 10 years. She had potential she in the beginning. Longer. and then it... She was there longer than Hulk Hogan was in the WWE. I don't think anyone should be fucking... <laughs> like, she's there longer than, like... Austin was they get like he's or not Austin but like you know what I mean like most men of inners <laughs> like come no, on man oh uh, okay um Mansoor and Mace while we were at whatever it. <laughs> let's just group them together whatever I, I I think that if there's two people I want to hear less from about backstage dealings it's these two I I, don't I care. think I'm not I'm not against them having fun with it. Because there are people who are not having fun with it. So I'm not opposed to them. If they want to have their Discord community and have their thing, I'm not opposed to that for them. I like seeing when wrestlers don't take themselves seriously and try to recant their experiences and stuff like that. Because realistically, there's nothing serious you can take about it. It was male models. Um, So there's nothing. So I'm okay with that. And they seem to be okay with being let go. And they seem to kind of like news on the wall based on their stories. Triple H was like, no, don't put them on TV. We're going to repackage them. And then pretty much said like, we're not going to repackage them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of being taken off TV, becoming a chatty patty. Got Rick Boogs. Welcome. Someone who I was never a fan I want to be. I want to make that completely clear. Yeah. If I haven't made it abundantly clear in Discord, I never saw it for Rick Boogs. I thought he should be a firefighter. I thought this business is not about how much you can deadlift. I thought this is not how much muscles on muscles you can have and how good yeah. you look. But I mean, when you say that, when you agree with somebody saying they're taking the testosterone out of wrestling, I mean, you just you got to wipe your hands with them. You're you're in the Jackson Riker category. I know what you believe in. Son said. When Vince got out of the biz, my shit changed completely. I was like, you think so? You think? You, you, you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said it was a backstage political hit. No. It was in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing that boog shit no more. I mean, they tried again. They had him deadlifted the Miz, but as you know. The Miz can't save everybody, so it is what it is. Deadlift that CDL manual, my <laughs> That application, deadlift that application. Um, Next name. Speaking of CDLs, top dollar. He might go work for the the CFL, the Canadian Football League. He just go do that. He could, Bruh. 
Listen, the man. only member from his team that was released. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. And he, as much as he tries to deny it, that I mean, it, it's as clear as day. Bfab was not let go. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna find something for Adonis to do. He'll probably be on NXT Underground or something one day. Um, what can we say? I mean, top dollar is not. We were not fans. <laughs> Man, flopped over the top rope, and Michael Cole has gave him hell every week since then. We weren't fans. Uh, me and him have had Twitter spats before. I still don't think he can dress, and the rapping is negligible. It doesn't matter if you can rap. You just I'm gonna yeah, keep yeah. it a book. From what I've heard, people. It's not only the people watching TV weren't fans, but people backstage weren't fans either. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did the signings to you feel less about like budget and more kind of just like let's get the people who don't want to be here out of here and let's get the people that like the people backstage don't like out like these 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 releases seemed very like other than the pc one seemed very much like we we come on let's get them out of here it didn't seem like it was like the the corporate releases it felt like it was just like eh, let's just get these like people that's not doing anything out of here yeah, essentially. I mean, it, it didn't have the shock and awe of, like, someone. I mean, there's a couple shock and awes, but it didn't have the real shock and awe of, like, that brother was just on TV, and now he's gone. Yeah, um, not me. Not yeah, it me. wasn't like a Jeff Hardy or something. Um, Next one up, Aaliyah. Longest Dark. tenured something. All right, moving on. All right, Riddick Moss. Even less to say than Aaliyah, to be honest with you. Yeah, moving um, on. <laughs> Emma, who was like, they announced Elimination Chamber in Australia. <laughs> and she was like, yippee, I'm excited to go. And then an hour later. <laughs> yippee is crazy. Um, she said, yippee, I'm excited to go. And then an hour later said, never mind, I've been let go. <laughs> And I was like, damn. I am no longer with WWE, period. The period to me was the, the craziest part. I'm, I'm like, what do you just... feel about what do you feel about the tweets? I'm no longer with WWE. That seems to be the new edict. I I, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think it's funny that everyone had the same line. It's it reminds me of like those uh those AEW group sessions on on Twitter, whenever somebody talks about their locker room and everybody comes to to save them, it reminds me of that. I'm Except no longer with WWE. I am no longer. That's, with how, WWE. that's how we find out more of them. And we go into another one who found out be found out this way: Mustafa Ali. Yeah, who was supposed to wrestle in NXT No Mercy this Saturday? It was say, like, sorry, sorry about that. You know what? Never mind. Yeah, they're like we didn't care about this anyway. He actually requested um, release uh, a year ago, and uh, they brought him back on TV when Triple H came back into power. And um, to be fair, a lot of they tried to do a lot of things with him. They they put him on TV. He was going toe to toe with Gunther. They did a lot with him in that in that year. It just seems like they wanted him back at this point because they didn't let him go, and they are actually trying to negotiate something like how can we have you back. It was yeah. very clear when he requested his release, he had some sort of dispute with Vince McMahon about creative. Mm-hmm. And even someone got to a fight and was just like, I'm not, I don't need this anymore. I want my release. He was off TV for several months, eventually did return. And like you said, has been incorporated in various things, whether he's been in number one contender matches, championship matches, 
all types of other things. So he, he was, was included. Seth. He was facing Seth. Like he he was in there with Seth Rollins. He was in there with, with some of the top guys and and main roster and um on NXT. And you know, yeah. I mean, but even got wins against some of their top guys on NXT. So it's like, you know, I, I think of all of the names on this list, I think everyone pretty much agrees that we're going to be seeing this guy in another company pretty soon when, when he's able to, I think the non-competes are up in December. Like, I, you, you'll, it's pretty much a, a lock that he'll be probably in AEW with, with Brian Danielson. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, next one is Elias. To be honest, <laughs> same thing as Boogs. Like, he got a good knee. He got a good knee. That everyone, he got a good running knee. Like, well, what else? He seemed to be a good sport about it because it, so he it seems like he wants to be back. At some point. They did. They did everything for Elias. I I can't say that there isn't any other than him being off. Vince TV did everything for Elias. <laughs> He had a he had an iTunes album. He had a bunch of stuff that, like, realistically, like, was way above his pay grade for what he was doing. And I think that you always need to have. And I think one thing that Vince always recognized that I think the Triple H needs to recognize too is that like you can't always have like greatest wrestlers of all times just doing segments all the time. You got to have like an Elias doing stuff. And I, and I think to some extent. It's why he has Miz doing what Miz is doing and why he has Grayson Waller doing what he's doing. But they just follow they they follow the same type of act where they both just host shows. You know what I'm saying? Like Elias was able to get over um through antagonizing or bigging up the crowd through song and music and stuff like that. That's something that's still important. And, and I think Elias did, you know, as much shit as we talked about him, he did garner reactions based off of that. And I you, you can't be mad at that. That's true. That's true. Um, next one, Shelton Benjamin. Brought back in 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, modicum of success, tag team champions with Chad Gable, tag team champions with um, Cedric Alexander. Um, we love we love Shelton. And, you know, he's like, listen, I've been here before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing stopping me now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, put, that, um, put that suit on, my nigga. Like, what are you doing, man? Put that suit on, bro. Go to NXT. Hey, listen, Shelton Benjamin? No, nah, I mean, he's still, he is still a super athlete. I, that man is still incredible, to be honest go, with you. Go help, help Melo. Like, you know you know what was crazy to me? Not crazy, but you know what, to me, showed off his maturity? Was that recent interview he had with, I think, Satin, I think, um, out of character or something like that. And he said that at times... You know, he was a, he was the best athlete, but I was never the best WWE superstar in terms of he could never talk. He could never really connect with the crowd in that in that same way. And I thought it took a lot of maturity for him to finally admit that, you know, what I'm saying and admit it publicly. So that's why I think this is a not a hard pill for him to swallow. But it's also something where I think that he could be like in, in a lot of ways, in my opinion, and it's, this isn't like saying like, yo, put that suit on, go be a producer isn't like it's not to be facetious like the, it's that, like the robert ruse of the world robert yeah, rude is like you ain't gonna see me on this list <laughs> it's like it's they, the the younger crowd the younger people coming in need to know even if they don't have it all there athletically they need someone to teach them that and they, you know what i'm saying there's some people there that can talk but just don't have it all there athletically like imagine a shelton coming in to help a mellow or imagine shelton coming in to fucking help jay cargo 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's why I'm like, put that suit on and come and come and come help these new people. You know what I mean? Like, they might not see it for you as a talent, but definitely as a producer or an agent for sure. I feel like he probably was already kind of that, you know, whenever he was backstage. Yeah. Um, but they probably was just like, yeah, we can't keep you, bro. We might bring you back, but we can't keep you currently. So it just, we got to let some people go. Um, mm-hmm. Next one is Dolph Ziggler, who longest tenured on this list has been there 20, almost 20 years. This is 19th year in WWE. He's gone through every gimmick change possible. He was a caddy for Kerman White. He was a male cheerleader. And then eventually he became Dolph Ziggler in various iterations of Dolph Ziggler, where it was like young muscle uh, kid to fake Shawn Michaels <laughs> to Braun Breaker's low-key apprentice. I mean, not apprentice, uh, mentor in the ring, kind of getting him to the next level. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler has done it all. I, you know, I've talked about this in the Discord, but he, he looked checked out a long time ago in terms yeah. of just kind of like realizing that there was nothing going to be for him. He would be available if there was any opportunity presented to him, he would knock it out the park. But he was clear that WWE have kind of like passed him by on uh kind of like his uh his relevancy. Um but he was he was he was amazing and he still is amazing to be honest with you. He can still go. He can still go if he wants to, for sure. I, I think that He's another one where it's like there's a lot of things he could do to help. He's people. only 43. Yeah, there's a lot. He, I, I'm saying there's a lot he could do. He could help people, but he could still go. You know what I'm saying? He could still go in the ring. Um, do you think like like I can't see him like signing long term to any other company. I could be wrong, but I, I can't see him being like I'm doing five years at Impact or five years at AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I it just doesn't seem like that's the type of that, that's his thesis no more. Like think about all the money he probably was making just sitting in catering in WWE. I feel, but I feel like considering I feel like maybe if he was like 48, maybe. But considering he hasn't wrestled that much over the last number of years, he's probably itching to wrestle a little bit more now. I could see him signing maybe like three year deal. Mm-hmm. Um go until maybe he's 46 or something. I can't see him in a... It's like um Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro. Like, he yeah. signed AEW, but it's not like he's going to be used forever. Like, he's not even used most weeks, to be honest with you. They could just be in backstage segments yucking it up. Um, I could see that in the world of Dolph Ziggler. But I think Dolph Ziggler, if he did sign AEW, would be a, would be a good signing. I think he's someone similar to everyone from WWE who gets it from the standpoint of like, not just wrestling, but understands the showmanship of it all and how to present. And he can also present that to younger kids. Like, you know, he, he could be the long lost members of the guns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's get through this last one because like, literally I, I, I want to applaud WWE on like what they're doing with this new signing because they literally just posted a video of her walking into the PC. So let's just get through this last signing right now. This last one was released. Was it last week? Last week, Friday. Again, uh, you know, opposite from all the other releases. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Been off TV for as long as we have not been doing the show, by the way. You got the last we heard of him. He was getting groped at, at, at 
to be honest, at Penn Station, which doesn't seem... <laughs> was it Penn Station or something along those lines? But Matt JFK. Riddle, he had... Okay, it was JFK. JFK? Listen. Hey. JFK. But uh, what I'll say there is... It's just a bad look when we got everything going on. And it's a consistent bad look. Like, he's been nothing but bad looks. And it's clear that WWE was punishing him because he has not won a single match since he's been back. He's gotten beat up by Solo Sokoa for months. He got beat up by Gunther for months. And he was about to get beat up by Drew for months. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's going to be Kofi. <laughs> um, what a big waste of talent this guy is. And I'm not saying this because he fell off or he sucks or or whatever. Like, he's just a he seems like a sucky individual, just all around. I think that for a company that took you back, not even took you back, but kept you there after you had some pretty serious allegations levied towards you, and a lawsuit that was levied towards you, and they still put you on primetime television, and you still managed to piss off Brock Lesnar multiple times, and you still managed to piss off Goldberg multiple times and you still managed to piss off Seth Rollins your or at least your wife did and, and and nearly fucked you out of some you know some money with that guy until literally last year and you still proceed to kind of like not keep your nose clean and not keep your head down and you had to be off TV for a large amount of time and they still kept you on the on on their TV what whether it was in a situation of losing or not you still were there with one of their biggest stars of all time Randy Orton who I think in a lot of t- in, in a lot of ways probably saved your ass from being fired be- because of the the things that you guys did last year with RK Bro, which, which admittedly was a moment. Got you a tag team championship, got you on WrestleMania, got you on all the big shows. Fantastic shit there. The irony of maybe fifteen years later, Randy being the one to help bring this guy around, because Randy was the one back in the day who was the problem child. It's not lost on me. And it's and it's interesting to see with Randy gone, kind of like where his career kind of like really ended up. You really kind of see how big Randy was and kind of like a focal figure and also kind of like a grounding presence and kind of like letting him know like, yo, cut that shit out. Like, don't do that. Like, you're with me. You're part of the biz. This is how you succeed in the biz. And then as soon as Randy's gone, like, you spiral. Just pan out. Yeah, you spiral. You shouldn't be dependent on a grown man to make sure that you're keeping your nose clean. I think that's that's legitimately what it is. He should be able to to do this shit on his own. But I, I think that a lot of things were telling about where they saw him, just the way he lost the the niggas he was losing to. He lost to Ludwig Kaiser Meals. Did we forget that happened a month ago? He was losing to everybody. And I think it was more, it was less of punishment and more like, bro, get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your shit together. And, you know, I, I think that I, I, I do not want to imagine the stuff that they've probably been keeping us not abreast of, of, of the stuff that they were dealing with with Matt Riddle. That if I feel as though he went to another company, we would, it would, it would definitely be in our faces of what he was getting down with. But I, I just look at it and I'm like, I was a, I was a fan of the guy in NXT. I thought that he he had a lot of talent coming out of it. I was, I think we were all excited for Riddle versus Brock and Riddle versus Goldberg. Mills. By the time we got to the main roster, them two motherfuckers didn't even want to speak to this guy because of the shit he was doing. You know what I'm saying? And 
I think I said on the show before, like Vince loves a, he loves a shit stir. You know what I mean? Like he loved that type of shit, but it's a new regime, baby. And, and I think that as much as Riddle was H, H couldn't do no more for the guy. And he had to be let go. And it, it's really sad to see, but you know, not much to say there, bro. He, he's out. Swim good. That's all I got to say about that. Swim good. Um, yeah. And hopefully he finds an opportunity to kind of like turn things around because it, it was just a bad look at the end and it still seems like a bad look now. And it looks like it's always been a bad look from stuff that we've heard. Um, but with, uh, with firings, there have been some hirings lately. This woman, one of the most dominating figures in sports entertainment. This woman has uh, has truly made a name for herself in a very, very short time. Nia Jax was rehired and... <laughs> And I still have questions why. <laughs> really? I have. I mean, been hired though. She's been back yeah. since January. Like I, I, that's why that's what was confusing to me was that like like she's been she's had merch. She literally had merch since January. <laughs> like she's been back. I guess they just been waiting to put her on TV. She, uh, I get why she's back, and I get the role that she plays, but. Judging from last night's Raw, she's still terrible <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, she's still very much so terrible and still looks like she's hurting people. Um, whether this will be a good signing or not is unseen, you know, hasn't been proven yet. But I understand her role on television and what she can do for someone like Rhea Ripley. But I would have rather got it somewhere else. Nia Jax has a lot to prove to me. Um, but let's Asuka get to the actual seems- signing. Here's my thing. Oscar, Charlotte, and a bunch of people backstage love her. So it's like, it's hard for, like, it's, e- well, it's easy for us to, to dislike what we see in the ring. But, like, I-, I think just in terms of just, like, something that we just, it's just irrefutable evidence that we just can't really fight is that, like, she has, she has her fans backstage. Like, there are top girls that like her there. There are, I, I'm guessing, a lot of people there that really fuck with her, and and I think that more than anything, they they probably like for her to be back in in the um, in the in the backstage. So like, hey, wrestlers are different; <laughs> they're different. But yeah, let's get to this new signing. Uh, it was announced a week ago that after her final match uh, on Rampage uh, against Chris Statlander, that Jade Cargill would be finishing up with AEW. Uh, the rumor came out last week, or what was it, two weeks ago, that Jay had signed in principle to WWE, and it was confirmed today through ESPN, through WWE themselves. They've been tweeting about her all day <laughs> on their channels. Jay Cargill is now in the talk w- about it. <laughs> Jay Cargill is in the WWE. I have not. I'll say this right now before we start about just all of the what this says about whatever. I have not seen a full court press like this <laughs> for at since least Cody. since Cody <laughs> and at least for a, for a female wrestler since Oscar. Right. And this is way more than Oscar. 
They have, they have got all channels down. They said, we got them on TikTok, Instagram. You can find her anywhere. We wanted to let you know that Jade Cargill is a big deal. It was announced first on ESPN. Mm-hmm. It was made clear. She, again, like has been on socials all day. Whether the, the I think they understood the conversation last week because there was a lot of chit-chatter about where Jade was. It was essentially Jade Watch last week. Because people are like, she's at the PC. She's not at the PC. She signed this. She's going to be on NXT. She's not going to be on NXT. She's going to be in WWE. She's not going to be on the main roster. I think they understood how much the conversation was building around her. And again, WWE's, not only their communications team, but their social team understands that, you know, conversation that's happening. And then also maybe they're in our Discord because we have had several debates on where where Jade ends up. And maybe we'll talk about it a little bit here today. You can hear it on War Report of how those debates went, to be honest with you, um, of kind of like where Jade will kind of go. But listen, she's in WWE. Yeah. And this is where she's <laughs> this is where she's supposed to be. Crazy. And I I applaud her for she had her initial tryout, did not make it. Um, went, grinded a little bit. I'll be in the other company, um, and managed to find her way to WWE nonetheless. And now she's making a bag. It's a multi-million dollar deal. She got M's. Yeah, that means they invest in in her, which means they one they expect quite a bit. Um. Two, I guess, did we get down to it? Like, I guess. But two, they value her in a way, in the presence that she had, and the superstar. The superstar that we've all said, and everybody is like, no, she's not a superstar. She can't wrestle. It's like, who the fuck cares? Like, Here's my WWE thing. WWE was about the wrestling. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. The, the whole thing about Jay Cargill is, you know, we we've said it here before, the in ring hasn't been there, you know, it hasn't been there, and I think that a lot of people are doubting her on those merits, without a developmental presence that she could have. I think Cyrus says it best on about AEW all the time is that the level of competition is significantly lower. There aren't there just aren't that many workers there that could develop a talent like a Jay Cargill from the ground up. I mean, here you want to, sh- you know, I mean, you, you could talk shit about anybody, you know, on, on WWE, but those women get results and, and they get, they get attention. And I think we got to go to, we got to go to the Beckys, the Charlottes. And I think even bigger than that, I mean, you got to, you, you, when you look at Jay Mills, you have to, you have to look at the elephant in the room here and it's Bianca Belair. You have to look at, like I said it before, there's no way you look at how they've treated Bianca Belair and not say, I want that. I want that. You see that shit over there? I want that. And I think this is a huge um, indictment to the development that they had for not only just a, a, a woman's wrestler, a wrestler, but just a black woman in general of how they've treated and carried Bianca for the past four years to say, if they can do that for me, I'm willing to do whatever the hell it takes to get to that level. And I think if she signed, if she signed, that's where she's gonna, that's what she's gonna do. There's no conversation to have about what she did before. 
There's no conversation to have about if she was a star before she stepped into the ring, if she wasn't a star before she stepped into the WWE ring. She's a star right now because they're making her a star right now because that's what the fuck they do. I think on the... Before I get to my next step, what, what do you think about that, Mills? I think she is... Um, I think she's been undeniable for a long time. And I think the world... The, the reality of it is the world has seen that she's undeniable for a long time. However, I think it can really be... Ultimately, there are two people... When you run the business, you run the show. And under Tony Khan... Um, she wasn't really necessarily promoted as a star. I think she was recognized as a star because everyone recognized her as a star. Yeah, she was How recognized you, as a star because people keep they, we kept saying people kept she, saying it. We kept saying that she's a star, absolutely, because we could see it within her. Like we can, we've noticed this. We, we've seen the talent. We watched this for years, so we've seen it. However, I don't think she was valued because of her lack of in ring, uh, you know, acumen in AEW. And I think that holds a lot of weight in AEW because they make sure, like, oh, okay, like, we got to make sure that you're the, their top guys are ring guys. Their top guys are wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and she never really fit the bill with that show. She was never really afforded the opportunities like the other ones. And to be honest with you, most women in AEW aren't. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. They get one segment per show. They do not have enough time to develop. They have not time to get in the ring. They don't have enough time to do anything. So by her virtue of starting in AEW and getting as far as she got, I applaud her for that. Because to have that match you have with Chris Statlander, which wasn't a bad match, off of wrestling maybe once every four weeks for the last like three years. Mm-hmm. She's she's she can definitely learn something, but now we got her some good ass teachers, bro. We got her an actual system. We got her some discipline. We got her some getting her the keys to success. I look at Dominic Mysterio and where he started in 2020. He started at the same time as Jade started, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um and I look at that match he had last night against Dragon Lee. I'm like, oh brother. <laughs> they're gonna turn this yeah, they're gonna they're gonna turn this lady into a star. They're gonna turn this lady into a star. Yeah. Do, what do you feel about the full what I call the full court press, so to speak, of what WWE's doing today? Like, what what do you feel about that? That that to me is just like if that's how TKO is rolling. Yeah, but I think that's how they, especially with, um, that's how realistically they rolled with not even just the big signings like this. I mean, they did it with Cody, they're doing it with Jade, but they've also done it for Undertaker's 20th. They've done it for John Cena's 20th. They've done it for so many different things within the company. Oh, like the month for Rey Mysterio, something along those lines. They clearly have campaigns and goals they want to reach and programs and sponsors and all this other stuff like that. The company is way different than it was before. It is no longer a wrestling company. It is a media conglomerate. It is. They do things. You know what I'm saying? So this full court press, I'm not surprised. Um, But I love to see it. They got one picture of Jade, and they've been showing that shit on the timeline for the entire day. Well, now they got video. Now they got video. And now she's there in the flesh. I would imagine there's a lot of, I think it's content day for her. 
is content day for her. They got her doing interviews for fucking A and E specials that ain't even come out yet. <laughs> I, I, know, right? I know how this works. She's gonna be there all day <laughs> doing content. She's for gonna listen. My favorite part was they ask um, Tiffany Stratton about Jay. They're like, "What do you think about Jay possibly signing?" And Tiffany Stratton said, "I've never seen her in the ring, but she looks good." <laughs> so I fuck with her. <laughs> Listen, she man. Bad. She's a baddie to me. Um, from, but go. The, I want to. How about this? How about I ask you a question? Okay. I want to ask you this question, and maybe this is the the main question that we go for. Is this considered a fumble by AEW? I think that a lot of people who hold water for them will act like it isn't and say stuff like, well, she's probably really close with Tony and Tony granted her her release and didn't sign her extension, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's all well and good, but you don't sign that extension without noticing or knowing that a, your talent wants to go somewhere where they can be properly promoted um, and B that you have nothing else for them. And I think that it takes a lot for Tony to, to notice that for sure. I think as the owner of a company, but it also makes me think like you couldn't find nothing to do with her, right? But you could find something to do with Soraya every goddamn week. You feel what I'm saying? You, you couldn't find anything to do with her. Mill, she never got to wrestle any of the top women in AEW. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? How is that not a fumble? How could you not have developed her to get ready for at least a fucking Britt Baker uh, uh, match or a Tony Storm match? You had her facing uh, Marina Shafir. You don't know me. <laughs> Three times, by the way. She faced Marina Shafir a lot. Taya Valkyrie. I'm like, that shouldn't have been where she started. It should have been something that happened while she was facing the AEW title or, you know, the, the title holder or something. And to be clear, the week after she left, Chris Statlander gets booked in a match with Britt Baker for the TBS championship. I, it's the, it's, I don't see how the, you don't see that this is, you know what I'm saying, a bad idea or, or, or a fumble. I mean, I think, it, I think you look at this and you look at Cody. I, I, I think my take is that this, this could potentially be a bigger fumble than Cody because of the potential that, that, that Jay Cargill has. You could have a second Charlotte, a second Bianca Belair. You know what I'm saying? You could have another you that crossover ability. The way that she fucking looks, red carpets, SBs. These are things that are, are in her immediate future meals. That could have been an AEW. How is it not a fumble? You gotta admit it. Just call a spade a spade. I saw somebody say this morning. They're introducing Jay the way that they're doing today is 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 was a bad thing. It's 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 basically killing her off before she starts. What what why? Why wouldn't you? They have no idea how things work in real life. <laughs> why why wouldn't the, the money they probably paying this woman, they got to. The hell are you talking and, about? And that's kind of like so that was my thought, kind of like even on the debate of like where Jay lands, right? realistically could she end up in nxt sure but to be honest with you when i saw that multi-million dollar tag i was like oh she can't be on nxt (laughs) because you don't pay someone millions and have them 
wrestling essentially people who are also fighting for their own spot. So I do think that she's main roster bound. Well, I feel like she'll get trained in PC for sure. But I absolutely 100% feel like you can be trained and you can also be featured at the same damn time. Dom Mysterio. Dom Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. Right there. Someone who literally we've seen develop right in front of our eyes from the amount of reps that they got. Jade Cargill, she going to have to go with the best of them. She's going to have to take some Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte going to slap her in the back of the head one time. And she's going to, uh, no. Nah. But she's going to have to take that slap. Um, <laughs> you shot at, you're trying to get racial. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like Charlotte's mad aggressive when she knows she's in a ring with someone who's like supremely. T- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also just supremely talented. But yes, I feel like she gets very aggressive in the ring. Um, but listen, but, but listen, it's, 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 it's big time. It's big deal. It's it's big movements. I, I I think that they. I don't care to. I don't care where she ends up because wherever she ends up, she's gonna be a fucking force to be reckoned with. I agree. I, I agree. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter about. It doesn't matter about if it's Tuesday nights, if it's fucking Friday, if it's Monday. It doesn't matter where she goes. She's gonna be the biggest deal, or or at least you know if it's Raw or SmackDown, she's gonna be one of the biggest deals on the show. I think that, I mean, if you had to ask me, I've always said that she should get a Kevin Owens bid on NXT and then move up to the main roster. Why not? Do it, get a Kevin Owens bid. She's up there for, what, three months? How, how long was Kevin Owens in on NXT? Six months? December to, July? I want to say, like, yeah, maybe like June. Yeah, I mean, you could, she could do a Kevin Owens bid four or five months there. I don't think that would hurt anybody. I think that people would tune in to NXT... I think people would tune in to NXT wherever it goes to see her on there. I think that you definitely, the only thing with NXT is that the women's talent on there, it's a log jam because it's like, you already got Lyra, you got um, Cora's on the way back. You got Roxanne, you got Tiffany, Becky's on the show now, but then you got Becky facing off with Jay Cargill. But if you put her on Raw, you got her facing off with Rhea Ripley. You put her on SmackDown, I wouldn't put her on SmackDown. I, you know what? I don't don't do that because you you got to run into the EST. I don't think I don't think we're ready for that 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 face off yet. Wait wait for the Royal Rumble. I think that would, would be. The- I would put her on Raw. I would put her on Raw based on how active in ring Raw is, um, where you can, really get the reps. Can I tell you about something I heard? Ooh, yes. I heard from a from a birdie that uh, the reason that Becky. Uh, is, is working NXT is because she, she don't she doesn't well I've heard this that she doesn't want to take time off but she doesn't want to work with, with uh, Rhea or uh, Shayna or Naya right now mm. I want to take time off that's what I heard do you think that she could run into the big J I, I definitely think that it, it's I, I'm definitely not sure in, in my source you know, no one's really clear on why she doesn't want to work. I, I can see why she doesn't work with Rhea. I can also see why she doesn't want to work with Shayna because they have zero chemistry together. But <laughs> I can see why she for sure doesn't want to work with Nia. You know what I'm saying? I I, I think that she for, for she Rhea, loves all her limbs where they currently at. <laughs> yeah, like I think with Rhea, it's not the time yet. And I think with 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 NXT, it's it's about her getting somebody ready to be on the main roster for her to face when they get there. 
but I'm not mad at what Becky's doing right now. But I think that if she does face off with Jay Cargill in NXT, that's that's huge. I I don't I do it. Do I necessarily think Becky would mind losing that? I don't think that she should. I I think that you know come up off it. But you know, it just is where it just is what it is. I think I think this is one of the biggest signings, most talked about of the year. I think that if you're an AEW and you're and you're upset and you're frustrated and you are one of their top acts, I'm not talking about like Brian Pillman fucking Jr. or somebody like that. I think you look at this and you and you say, "That's what I I want. That I want that." MJF. I can't see him leaving. But they, I can't. But I can also see. I feel like now you've seen this twice. You know. <laughs> And you've seen the recency because, like Cody, shit, you might have forgot about it. You're like, oh, they did, they did give Cody like they did clear out WWE access and put all his shit there. They did give him a whole documentary. They did give him, but you might have forgot it. Now they've done this shit twice. And MJF, I could see him not leaving because he's essentially a big fish in a little pond. He getting paid nonetheless. He getting paid, but in terms of like career development, yeah. Yeah. He's not getting that in AEW. He's gone where he's gone, as far as he's gone in AEW, unfortunately. He's turned heel. He's turned face. We've seen both. Eh. <laughs> when WWE, especially Undertaker's talking about MJF. Yeah. They, that's, it. They, that's Undertaker doing a little bit of... Uh, a little biz. A little bit of business. High school recruiting. <laughs> H can't talk about it, but I can you know? Listen, before we get out of here, uh, um, Tony Khan's doing press for the pay-per-view that I forgot that they were having this Sunday. Adam <laughs> Wrestle Cole, Dream. <laughs> Adam Cole injured himself last week. <laughs> I mean, he's not so much injured that, that he's not he's not ta- he's not so much injured that he's not taking indie bookings. So he can't be that injured. But, but that that booking's down the line though. Um, this booking is on Sunday. Tony is at, uh, from Fightful, Tony said, t- Tony Khan's asked about Adam Cole's injury, and he says, as of now, the match is still on. They'll address the injury on Dynamite. <laughs> this guy just can't get right, bruh. He just can't be honest. How much you want to bet they're going to put the stairs in his on his ankle and hit him with the stairs in the ankle, and he's going to be MJF having to go it alone or some shit like that? He... Tony Khan is going to shoot himself in the foot for not being transparent with the people that he want that he should be transparent with. He's going to shoot himself in the foot from dodging a lot of questions, and people are going to lose trust in him. His fans are going to lose trust in him, and they, clearly they already have because they ain't even showing up to the fucking shows anymore. But people Bro, in general are just going to have mistrust in him. Jade is going to be in a forty thousand seat stadium, and she's going to say, "Wow." They didn't even invite her to Wembley, bro. No, bro. <laughs> they were like, you, you could you clean up on the rampage the week after. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's a fumble. Yeah, fuck that. It's a fumble. It's a you fumble, didn't bro. You didn't invite her to Wembley. Yeah. We can see into the future, bro. Unless something major happens to Jade Cargo, it's a fumble. It just is what it is. All right, two things before we get out of here. Um, first off, 
make sure you go check out that Ilya Druganov uh, interview. It's on our Patreon and it's also on our channel. You probably, you guys probably saw that come across your. Um, it's on YouTube as well. Just upload a couple of videos on YouTube. So make sure you oh, tune yeah, into that as well. It's on YouTube as well. Shout out to Mill. Shout out to Cyrus. Great job, you guys. Uh, but also, a uh, major change is coming to the A Show. Um, and coming up with the new way that we do our shows and, and the way that we, we kind of record everything, um, we decided to give our patrons uh, a little bit of, a, of an incentive going forward. We're going to actually be doing our show recaps on Patreon only and then uh, coming in the next two weeks. So after next week's show, it's, it's prediction show, um, the week after that, um, our show reviews are actually going to be Patreon only and we're going to do our general recaps uh, on on our main on, on our public show so once again five dollars down get yourself on that patreon you'll be able to hear our thoughts on the shows um and yeah i think i think this will be really cool i think it'll, it'll be cool to kind of take because I, I think just even in our discord already um i'm usually not talking when you guys are like watching the shows or i'm not like watching them and um i'll be able to kind of get my candid thoughts out and mills you'll be able to get your candid thoughts we'll be able to argue and stuff like that and we'll we'll, we'll be able to give our patrons a little bit more um you know bang for their buck on that on that sense so um two weeks our show reviews will be patreon only you know shout out to everybody that subscribes already um shout out to everybody in the patreon so um thank you guys and uh yeah this was our first episode back pretty lengthy episode um i'm glad to be back glad to be talking to meals again and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with a uh, preview prediction of uh, WWE Fastlane, which is a card. Honestly, Mills is shaping up to be pretty, pretty special. I mean, John Cena's on the card. We got some pretty cool matches are already set there. And uh, yeah. I love it. It's good to be back. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week with more of the A Show. All right, y'all. Peace out. See you next week.